G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. It seems that when you're down, some people, instead of encouraging you, they want to kick you. Have you ever been disappointed by your friends? Yeah, you know, you think to yourself, with friends like this, who needs enemies? Well, today we're going to take a look at dealing with friends like that. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond. Great to be with you again, as today we do take a look at some of those difficult people in your life from a different perspective. And do stay tuned, because in just a few minutes, I'll be telling you about my free daily devotional, Fresh. It's all about helping you draw ever closer to Jesus to become all that he made you to be. Suffering is bad enough. But if while you're suffering, your so-called friends can't even stand by you and encourage you and comfort you, well, that is just the pits. Worse still, when loved ones, a wife or a husband, instead of encouraging you, they take the opportunity to say, I told you so, or, or you've only got yourself to blame. Well, at that point, you just want to pack it in. This isn't a game of hypotheticals. This is real life. This, this happens all the time. In fact, it seems to be a favourite game that some people love to play. When he's down, when she's down, instead of giving them a hand up, let's kick them where it hurts. I don't know about you, but I have a pretty good handle on my faults. It turns out that every strength we have is a double-edged sword. It's both a strength and, if we're not careful, it's a weakness as well. Say you're a strong leader type of personality then you're great to have around because you can help the rest of us crash through obstacles that we, without you, simply wouldn't have been able to get through. But at the same time, as a leader, you can be a quite domineering and controlling person. Or or let's say you're one of those great encouragers who'll hang in there with someone for as long as they need. Then you're a fantastic friend to have in a storm. But there's every chance that you're not very organised, not an on-time sort of a person, simply through the fact that you've been made to hang in there with people for as long as they need you. Yeah, every strength is a double-edged sword. It's both a strength and a potential weakness. So few people understand that. And as a result, when things aren't going well for us, they're quite adept, it would seem, at seeing our faults and pointing them out to us. Well, maybe the reason you're having this problem in your marriage is because you're such a strong personality. It must be your fault. Or, well, the reason you're having this problem at work is that you're just not good at time management. You have to get better at sorting out your priorities and and hitting the deadlines you need to hit. Do you see how easy it is to find the fault side of our strength when people are looking for answers? They think they're helping us, but they're only making it worse. I have a friend like that who constantly needs to point out my faults to me as though somehow he's an impartial expert psychotherapist. And when he gets into that mode, I sit there and and I think of all his faults, faults that I don't point out to him, because he's my friend and he has a whole bunch of strengths as well. I know what you're thinking. I've been there, done that, got the T-shirt. You know exactly what I'm talking about. 
There is a time and place for friends to point out each other's faults and weaknesses and limitations in a constructive way. But that time and place is not when they're suffering. It's not when the devil is chasing them around the kitchen table with a pickaxe. It's not when God is leading them through a wilderness experience, right? So far this week, we've been spending some time with Job, a righteous man, a good man, whom God chose to test by letting the devil go after everything he had. His family, his possessions, his health, his reputation, one by one. God allows the devil to strip them away from Job, to see what lies beneath, to see whether Job truly is this great man of faith or whether he only trusts God while his faith is being propped up by all the blessings that God's heaped on his life. And Job, as it turns out, had three friends, just like the ones we've been talking about. Their names were Eliphaz, Bildad, and Zophar. While Job was crying out to God, asking him why, and and praying to God for relief, these three guys tried to tell Job, basically, it was all his fault. Listen to what Eliphaz says to Job. Is not your fear of God your confidence and the integrity of your ways your hope? Think now, who that was innocent ever perished? Or where were the upright cut off? As I have seen, those who plough iniquity and sow trouble reap the same. By the breath of God they perish, and by the blast of his anger they are consumed. Job chapter 4 verses 6 to 9. In other words, Eliphaz is saying to Job, Come on, Job, it makes sense. God never punishes a good person or a righteous man. Obviously, you must have done something wrong, and that's why your life is falling apart. Yeah, right. With friends like that, who needs enemies? And you see this chapter after chapter throughout the book of Job. These so-called friends, Eliphaz, Bildad and Zophar, needling and and criticising Job, rubbing salt in his wounds. I know you've been there and I know that one day you and I are going to be in that place again. Because our friends and our loved ones, they're not perfect. They're weak, fallible people just like you and me. They can't always see what's going on. They don't always have the spiritual or the emotional maturity to perceive what God's doing in your life or the faith they need. Listen, friends and family are good. God blesses us with those people, and that's a wonderful thing. But when the chips are down, when God's putting your faith to the test, then it's in that place that we need to get close to him and hear his voice and trust in him. Peter the Apostle puts it like this, 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 6 to 9. In this you rejoice, even if now for a little while you have to suffer various trials, so that the genuineness of your faith, being more precious than gold, that though perishable is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honour when Jesus Christ is revealed. Although you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and rejoice with an indescribable and glorious joy, for you are receiving the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Listen, friends and family are great, but there is no substitute in a storm for God himself. That's why God tests and strengthens your faith through trials and through suffering. And we don't want to wait until the storm hits to get close to God. We need the wisdom of God in us before the storm hits. We need to know the truth because it's not the truth alone that sets us free according to Jesus, but knowing the truth. 
If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. John chapter 8 verse 31. And in the book of Proverbs chapter 1, God teaches us very clearly that we need to be ready for the storm. We need to be in God's word and filled with the wisdom of God and be prepared for the onslaught when it finally comes. Wisdom is calling out to us now, writes King Solomon in Proverbs chapter 1. She's standing on the street corners, calling, wanting to make her words known to us. So Solomon writes, But because I have called and you have refused, I have stretched out my hand and no one heeded. And because you have ignored all my counsel and would have none of my reproof, I will also laugh at your calamity. I will mock when panic strikes you, when panic strikes you like a storm and your calamity comes like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you. Then you will call upon me, but I won't answer you. They will seek me diligently, but will not find me because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. Friend, listen to me. God is your strength. He is your counsel. And if you are a man or a woman of God, and you are in God's word, someone who allows the word of Christ to dwell richly in you, that when that storm comes, as it certainly will, you, in the face of calamity and criticism, you will be able to declare through tears and through the gritted teeth of pain, my Redeemer lives. The word of God is alive and active. Amen with the power to transform your life, to help you be all that God made you to be. And that's what the Fresh Daily Devotional is all about. It's completely free and I'd love to send it to you. Each day you'll receive a life-changing scripture together with some words of inspiration, hope and encouragement from me delivered right to your inbox where you can choose to read, listen or watch the daily video. It's completely up to you. Remember, God's Word is the power to change and it's fresh for you each day. You can subscribe to receive your free daily devotional at freshdevotional.org or give us a call toll free on 1300 722 415 to request the printed devotional if that works better for you. Again, that's freshdevotional.org or 1300 722 415. My prayer is that your heart will be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through the power of his word. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again, same time tomorrow, with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.